Testing. Testing. Yeah. Okay, good. Just coming down off the high of talking to Gary. It was amazing. And back on our usual bullshit. <laughs> I didn't even eat during the podcast. Did you notice? Yeah, you were so in awe <laughs> that even you stopped eating. <laughs> yeah. Briefly. I didn't eat. You didn't burp. Corvo didn't make any noise. Yeah. It was like the perfect podcast. Yeah. Okay. You ready? I am ready. Okay, Richie, so could you explain to everyone what this is about? This is a series that you wanted to do, which was going over the different notes in Bloodborne, meaning the notes that are on the ground that you find and can read. Yeah. Not the notes left by other no. players. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. What? What? What if we do a podcast on the notes left by the players? What is like a um, like an archive thing for when the server <laughs> eventually goes down? This is what it was like. Yes. Because, no, I seriously, I when uh, the Demon Souls server went down, like the day before that, I went around all of Boletaria reading every single note and recording it. So we have an archive of like what the notes were like. So there we started early. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, go. Oh, Corvo's here. Hi, Corvo. He's here to tell us how awesome the podcast with Gary was. Do, do North Americans refer to, like, showing your ass to someone as mooning? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if that was, like, yeah, because I'd noticed a lot of people left notes about, like, moon ahead next to the statues in Canehurst. <laughs> but I wasn't sure if that was just, like, an Anglo thing. Mm-hmm. It just seemed mystifying to everyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The specific food makes it hard to chew and talk at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, other other podcasts get around that by not eating during recording, <laughs> but you're a maverick. <laughs> yeah. So, the first note we're going to talk about is located in Yosefka's clinic, and it's... I'm, I'm glad we're starting with the easy one. Are you joking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I can't tell. It's pretty late. Okay. So, we find it in Yosefka's clinic, in the operating room. Yep. And it's the first note in the game. Yes. And it's a handwritten scroll that says, Seek pale blood to transcend the hunt. Yep. So, first we gotta ask ourselves... What is pale blood? This rest of the podcast is going to be silence. So. What? Why? What? Because like no one can agree on what pale blood means. But we have we have like proof. Which which proof are you referring to? Like the interview. Well, what do you think it means on the basis of the interview? Okay, um, so we should probably, like, read the interview we're talking about. Do you want to be the interviewer of Miyazaki? I want to be the interviewer. Okay. I can't do it, I'm shy. You be both. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
But do different voices. No, no. The interviewer will be Ludwig, and Miyazaki will be German. No. Um, <laughs> they're both going to be me. Okay. In this game, the hero is motivated to set off following a hastily written note telling you to, quote-unquote, seek Pale Blood to transcend the hunt. The term Pale Blood is hardly used afterwards, though. Miyazaki. I had considered making that a little easier to understand, <laughs> but we wound up going with that. I think there are two different ways you could interpret Pale Blood here. One is the colour of the sky after you defeat the vacuous spider and the Mensa's secret ritual is revealed. The sky is very pale blue, like a body drained of blood. I think there is also a message placed in Yahagul, Unseen Village, that calls back to that. This is before the final ritual is revealed, so when you're kidnapped and go to Yahagul, you don't know what it could mean yet. Then, after the ritual, you look at it again and it'll dawn on you. That was my intention anyway, but I have to admit it's probably a bit tough to pick up on. Laughs. And then the interviewer says, was it not referring to the blood of the Great Ones? Then Miyazaki says, right, that's another interpretation. Pale Blood is another name for the monster that comes from the moon under certain conditions. I think there's another message in the lecture. He should know he made the game. <laughs> I think there's another message in the lecture building that hints at this, but I don't want to go into too much detail here. This is some place where I want to leave room open for the imagination, both my own and the imaginations of gamers. Gamers rise up. <laughs> so... He has provided two different interpretations of what Pale Blood means and then said that the Blood of the Great Ones is another one. No, he didn't say that. He said it's another interpretation. He didn't say it was correct. He just said it's another interpretation. Hmm. Like, he's he's being intentionally vague. He's saying these are all yeah. interpretations. But the where he talks about the sky, he says that he very, he explicitly says that was my intention. So, yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like what happened in the interview is like first he's like pale blood is the color of the sky or whatever. Yeah. And then the interviewer is like it's not the blood of the great ones. And then Miyazaki sort of like rolls his eyes and he changes the subject <laughs> saying like actually it's also the name of the monster. <laughs> yeah, the, if if you get if you get the uh, the unedited transcript it's right that's another interpretation you fucking idiot. <laughs> And he's doing he's doing really aggressive air quotes. He's like pale blood. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's another message in the lecture hall that hints at this, you fucking imbecile. <laughs> but I don't want to go into too much detail because it's a waste of my time. <laughs> my fans are idiots, and I made Dark Souls three despite them. Laughs. Laughs. I hope they enjoy it. <laughs> So if I had to rank what pale blood means in the order, I'd say the yeah. first interpretation would be um, the the sky, because the message yeah. in Yahargul, the Unseen Village, says, uh, behold, a pale blood sky, right? And yeah. then another yes. interpretation, like second one, would be uh, the monster, Moon Presence, because... The note yeah. in the lecture building goes, The nameless moon presence beckoned by Lawrence and his associates. Pale blood. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, they're saying or hinting or they think that its name is pale blood. Well, kind of, like it yeah. could be like it could be that let's say the um, the scholars are mistaken. Okay, do, do you want to do those two notes together? 
because I think we're going to end up covering that note in this one. That's fine. We're just go with the flow, Richie. Okay. Go with the flow. Let me speak. Did you just okay. interrupt go me? For once. Oh, my God. So for once, I am speaking about the law, right? I am talking. I am making semi-coherent sentences. What do you do, Richie? Go on. No, I don't want to. You do it. You do the podcast. Is <sighs> it going to be silence? It's a podcast over. Snack Covenant is cancelled. <laughs> Anyway, as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess in my head canon, there's also a thing where, let's say, the scholars themselves aren't really sure what's going on. So they're like, pale blood, that could be the name of the monster? So they're like, yeah. they're like trying to figure it out. But I in-game, like, let me ask you, did yeah. anything, I guess... Uh, did anything directly indicate that pale blood could be blood of a great one? No. Well, okay. This is like, I think this is a piece of deliberate misdirection. Okay. And I think that's not commented on enough. Because the idea is, and again, the game the game is, is a bit um, not like coherent in this regard because it was rewritten rapidly. Mm-hmm. But what happens is you... You go to Yana, the first thing you hear, and keep in mind, this is before you have amnesia, is that the minister is saying, oh, yes, pale blood, you've come to the right place. So before you had amnesia, before you came to Yana, you knew there was something called pale blood and you would come there to find it. Mm-hmm. And because your memories are fractured, um, what happens is after you find the note and then talk to Gilbert, he's like, oh, pale blood? I've never heard of that. So. It's supposed to make you think early on that, oh, pale blood, I'm in Yarnum, they have blood here. I came here to find a thing called pale blood that was a kind of blood. Mm-hmm. As you progress through the game, um, like the first kind of third of it up to Amelia is you trying to get to the healing church because you think, oh, healing church, that's where the blood comes from. Pale blood, I'll go to the healing church. Um, then it's kind of dropped, but then you find a reference to it in Yahagul. Where it's like, behold a pale blood sky, which is the first indication, okay, pale blood sky. Pale blood probably isn't a blood then, it's referring to something else. And then after that, you find the note in the lecture hall that says there's a a nameless moon presence that was beckoned, and then it references pale blood. So, it's starting you off thinking pale blood is a kind of blood, and then it is making you question that at the end. Mm -hmm. And- Again, like talking about the game structure, what will happen is um, if when you beat the game, you go into New Game Plus immediately, which means the first note you'll see after finishing the game is saying, seek Pale Blood to transcend the heart. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to get you to connect the end of the game to this thing called mm-hmm. Pale Blood. But Richie, and, oh, uh, okay, yeah. you were, go on. Go yes. On. Oh, no, I was going to say that like, so you you beat the game. And then you just see Seek Pale Blood again, and it's like, well, what is this? And I think it's meant to keep queuing you into, like, Pale Blood. Oh, that was the Nameless Moon Presence. Mm-hmm. So, like, and then, like, you know, when you, um, transcending the hunt is, of course, what happens when you become the slug yeah. thing. Because otherwise the hunt is going to continue. Yeah. 
Okay, but another thing, um, you know how the doll, if you hit her, for example, the blood that comes out of her could be considered, like, pale? Yeah. Some bosses have, like, pale blood. They don't have, like, red blood. Yeah, the different bosses have different colored blood, yeah. You don't think that pale blood could be referring to their blood? Whether it's the doll or no, the I'm bosses? I'm pretty sure, like, it's, it's... It is referring to the sky. Okay. But, like, it's set up to be a piece of misdirection where you start off thinking it's a kind of blood and then it's revealed to be something else. Do you think at any point during the development, pale blood was referring to blood? No, 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 no. Um, Because, like, having looked at the alpha, instead of seek pale blood, it's seek the blood of a sage to transcend the hunt. Right. So at some point it was the blood of a sage, which may actually have been blood. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the concept of pale blood was added, like, really, really late. Okay. So what it's doing is pale blood is referring to... This is confusing because when we talk about the red moon, you're talking about, okay, red, red moon, red. It's talk not talking about the red moon. It's talking about the sky when the moon is red. Yeah. Because when the moon is red, the sky itself goes this sort of, like, blue lavender color which is referred to as the pale blood sky because when a body like when you die there's a a period where like the the oxygen I don't know nothing about biology like the oxygen in your blood leaves aren't you a doctor not not of biology <laughs> not that kind of doctor not not a useful doctor so <laughs> what happens is that your body um it goes blue Basically, like, because all the redness leaves your blood, like it stops oxidizing or whatever. And all the, the redness leaves the blood and you end up looking like very, very pale blue. And it's the same shade as the sky. Mm -hmm. So the idea is a pale blood sky is like saying, oh, the sky is the color of a like a corpse with pale blood. So it's kind of like saying like the sea is angry or something. The sea is not actually angry. This is how we describe it. Or saying like a, you know, a. A blood moon is not actually blood. It's just a description. Mm -hmm. So what happens is the pale blood sky is like the, it's when the, the barrier between the waking world and the dreamlands becomes sort of malleable. And that's what allows you to start like communing with the great ones. So what's going on is you, you seek pale blood as in you seek the pale blood sky to end the hunt which is like the hunt's happening because we're trying to get contact with the great ones we're trying to cure the beast plague we're trying to ascend so the hunt will only end if you seek what is in the pale blood sky which is the moon presence okay um yeah thank you hang on the the cat is like really howling at me so i'll be like one second okay okay, okay. yeah yeah Are you there? Are you there? Oh, Corvo, why are you eating this? I can hear something. <laughs> okay, back. Do you know what Corvo just did? <laughs> Lol. Because he's eating a paper, and I was just like, Corvo, don't eat the paper. And I put my hand on the paper, and he tapped it. He tapped my hand like, no, I'll eat this paper if I want. <laughs> You're going through your teenage years, little guy? Okay, Richie. So... So the words 
Pale Blood Moon and Pale Blood Hunter get said a lot in the community. Are those terms that we encounter in-game? You don't encounter the term Pale Blood Moon, but like the Red Moon and the mm -hmm. Pale Blood Sky are both part of the same process. Mm -hmm. Right. Pale Blood Moon is like, fine, it's the moon during the Pale Blood Sky, but no one actually says Pale Blood Moon. And what about Pale Blood Hunter? No one ever says Pale Blood Hunter at any point in the game. Cool, thank you. And, oh, my love. oh my god. He's going for my Fallout toys. Are you jealous? Are you jealous because Mommy loves Fallout more than she loves you? Is that what it is? Well, no, mate. Maybe, maybe he's like a hardcore Obsidian fan. Oh my god, and maybe he's he like, is. This, this Bethesda shit, no. <laughs> Get this shit out of my house. <gasps> did you hear that? I did. Oh my god. What do I do? I'm so scared. I just, like, I'm holding him and I was petting him, and as you said, get that shit out of my house, he got angry. Oh my god. I don't know, man. Korui can be scary sometimes. He's not gonna do anything, but he can be scary. He's kinda like me. He's telling you to pre-order the Outer Worlds. I was just thinking that. We'll have to talk yeah. about it in the podcast. Okay. And another thing, um, this note talks about the hunt. Yes. Could you tell me what the hunt is? The hunt is what we're doing in the game. <laughs> Go on. It's, it's cleverly hinted at by the reference to a character as a hunter. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, Richie. The hunt is a... They don't ever specify exactly how often it is. Some some people, okay, some people think the hunt only happens when there is a, a red moon or a pale blood sky. That's completely not true. Mm -hmm. It happens regularly. The idea is it, it happened, like, occasionally, and then as the beast problem has gotten worse, they have become more frequent. And I, I think there is an NPC who's like, it seems to be happening every night now. So the idea is that the it's like the whole the whole thing is like if you treat it like a huge like disease metaphor. The idea is that the hunt is the symptom and it's like resurging. So then the hunters go on and they just deal with the symptom but it keeps coming back worse. Okay. So now the note as a whole seek pale blood to transcend the hunt. What is it trying to tell you? What it is saying is like the hunt is happening because the beast plague has gotten out of control, right? And it's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse until the healing church or someone, like, cracks, okay, this is how we ascend into a new species, into a new great one or a new plane of consciousness or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the hunt is going to happen until then, until someone, like, figures out that we're going to continue having this beast problem. Because the beasts are like, this is the result of us not quite understanding, like not being enlightened enough, not understanding both the, the physical properties of this old blood, but also like mentally, uh, psychologically, we aren't operating on like a higher plane yet. So once someone figures that out by like, you seek the pale blood sky, you seek the great ones and you commune with them, that is what will allow us to move on and transcend the hunt. Okay, awesome. Thank you. 
Now, can you tell me what the note says in Japanese? The note says the same thing, but the way pale blood is written is important. The way it's written in English is it's like seek pale blood, and it, it, pale blood is written with it's one word with a capital P at the start. So it's like it's presented as a proper noun. So it's, it's again, communicating like this is not, it's not saying seek blood that is pale, it's seek a thing that is called pale blood. So the way it's written in Japanese is like basically the same deal. It writes pale blood in these hooked brackets, which are kind of the equivalent of writing something in quotation marks. So if you imagine like Dr. Evil doing the quotation marks, <laughs> it's seek pale blood. So it's, I think, a bit more direct in that, that pale blood is not actually blood. It's something that's called pale blood. And um, it basically just says, seek the pale blood to end the hunt. Isn't there a more literal translation of it from Japanese somewhere? That is, the literal translation is, seek the pale blood to end the hunt. Because transcend doesn't necessarily mean end. It works, though. Like, it's the same. Like, you do transcend it. It's just a fancy way of saying, like, move beyond it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the important part, I think, is the handwritten scroll part, because that confused everyone for a really fucking long time. Yeah. Um, the way that is in Japanese, it's like, it's hard, to, again, I, I get why they use this, because it's really hard to communicate what it really means, but it's like, it's kind of like saying note in recognizable handwriting or like a note. It's like note in a specific person's handwriting, but it doesn't say who the person is. Mm-hmm. So the idea that I'm absolutely convinced this is what they're getting at. And like, I kind of don't care about other theories. Um, the whole point is you came to Yarnum, you knew about pale blood. Now you've woken up with amnesia. And there is a note, and it's like, note in a hand, someone's handwriting that you recognize, but you can't place it, has this on it. So it's very clearly your handwriting. Like, it's very clearly saying, like, this is the note that you had with you that was telling you to go to Yarnum and get pale blood. And because you have amnesia, you dimly recognize that this is handwriting that you've seen before, but you don't know whose it is. And the reason you don't know is because it's yours, but you have amnesia. Like, I think it's it's pretty direct. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if you say, oh, it was left there by Imposter Yosefka or something, you still came to Yarnum knowing what Pale Blood was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's similar to in, in Deracine. If you read the notes in that, like, every character, when they leave a note, it has up the top, like, it's like note in a gentle hand or note in a child's handwriting, um, note in like a fractured scroll or something. And every character's got a different description of their handwriting. So it's it's kind of a similar thing to that. It's like, I get, I understand who wrote this, but I don't know. I can't place it yet. Yeah. Okay. And let me ask you, why would you write this note? This is the big confusing part of it because it's never explained. Um, we came, as far as the game is concerned, as it is now, we came to Yarnum looking for something called pale blood, but also we have amnesia. So we never find out who told us about it, how we found out about it, or why we went there. And I think, like, they may be getting at, like, when you defeat Mikolash, he's like, oh, I'm waking up, I'll forget everything. So it's like, 
perhaps we were like a dreamer and we we had encounters with the great ones in our dreams or something and that was telling us to seek the pale blood sky or perhaps like we went into the dreamlands and learned something but like we we have to know about this somehow and yanam is so insular and so isolated that we have to have some kind of knowledge that other people don't have before we go there but like it's never ever clarified how we knew that we just knew it actually it's interesting because uh when i first played bloodborne i completely forgot about the starting screens and how they have a like an origin story or whatever um yeah until redgrave pointed it out in one of his videos and i was so amazed i'm like oh my god i forgot about this but those origin stories could kind of explain why you know about it because they allude to you being from a fishing hamlet or you being from, like, Kynehurst or something. There's references to, like, being a scholar and being yeah. a soldier and stuff. So, like, there's different but there's different ways you could have learned about it. Yeah. I, like, Eileen's another kind of example of that where, like, you talked about, oh, you after you, the after you leave the dream, you forget it. But then Eileen still remembers the doll. Mm-hmm. So, clearly, you remember bits and pieces. So I think yeah. the idea is that, like, we somehow got – either we went in our into the dreamland somehow or, like, we know someone from Yarnum or we know someone from Bergenworth or just something that, like, we got wind of there's a thing called pale blood that we have to find in Yarnum. Mm-hmm. And that will stop the hunt. And it's it's really confusing because, like, this whole – strand of the plot was a late addition and that's kind of why it's so fractured and strange because in the original it was like you're just looking for your friend and like they would have figured all this stuff out before you like you're looking for your friend and like it's very like the the dialogue is still in there it's just dummied out where Mm -hmm. the blood minister is like oh you came here because your hometown is suffering from a plague and you came here to get healed. So, like, you would go there and get healed, you wake up, it's, uh, like, a month later, and then Lawrence has left a note, Lawrence, your friend Lawrence, not Healing Church, (laughs) has left a note saying, um, seek the blood of a sage. So, and then, like, the deal with the blood of a sage, presumably, like, Lawrence would have figured that out before you. But as it is now, it's like you become a composite of the the original Lawrence character and you, which means that like your backstory is a bit kind of obscured. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you think we explained that first note enough? Do you want to talk about the one in the lecture hall though? That's no, like- we do them all separately. That's the plan. They're connected though. No. Okay, fine. Good. Okay, so I guess... Do you want to do the next one? No, we... Oh my god, did you not listen to me when I spoke? We do one note per episode. Yeah, but we could do, like, more than one note and then cut them up into individual episodes. Okay, okay, but first you have to tell me. Is that all for this note? Uh, That is all for this note for now but I imagine we will be returning to it. 
Why are you making things so complicated? Oh my god, all I want is one episode per note, Richard. Well, this wasn't my idea. <laughs> it's true, all the good ones come for me. It's true, yeah. And like, as I said it, I just had a flashback to all the stupid things I ever said on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... I guess we have to do the outro for this, maybe? Alright. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Alright, I will then. <laughs> that was... The first in a series of... You know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, 21, I think, different notes in Bloodborne. <laughs> and uh, join us next time for, <laughs> I think, Old Yarnum. Which will be a lot. They're all going to be much shorter. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're trying to do them in as much order as possible. <sighs> okay, good. Join us next time for The Hunter's Dream. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Richie. That's alright. Bye. It's like how I'm just saying, like, that's alright at the end of them. Because they're not even, it's not even like, thank you too. It's just like, no, don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> like you're apologizing to me. Oh my god, wait, wait, wait. I will read your comment. It's awesome and I love it. Okay, so Sandro uh, Guzelli says, Why does nobody try to save poor Richard? And so I answer, Maybe you're the one to save him. And do you know what the answer to that? What? Well, I'm afraid I find his suffering too funny to help him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be like Soler, like the only way to save me from the podcast is to do some complicated thing with a covenant. <laughs> Maybe. That, that, un that unlocks the pathway where you rescue me. Yeah, I guess so. But it, until then, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just going insane with a maggot burrowing into my head. Are you calling me a maggot? Uh, no, that... No, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, 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 am I like those frogs in Futurama? Is it a frog or is it a little alien? The little alien that sits on your head and controls you? What does the frog do? The frog hypnotizes you. I've not seen Futurama. What? <laughs>